This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, yeah. Hello and welcome, everybody. It's the world-famous Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. I'm Ben Rogers, joined by Jeff Skin, Wade, Jonathan Shippy, Shipman, Kevin K.T. Turner. Today we are live and direct from Pluckers in Dallas, and we are off Lovers in Greenville. We'd love to have you come out and join us today. It's going to be a fun show. We, uh, we love it when you come out and have lunch and bring your whole crew and, you know, if you work anywhere near Dallas, hey, this is an easy spot to come to. Lovers in Greenville, right off 75. Pluckers in Dallas is where it's at today. Man, we got our first uh, Pluckers of the football season uh, kicked off right here at this spot. It was a great turnout, a lot of fun. A lot of folks came out. I'd like to top it. I'd like to not peak that early in the season, Ben. I'd like to top it. So I would love it if we had every available Tolo in the area show up here and get your wings on for lunch and Hey, if you really want to do it big, go ahead and have a beer with your lunch. I'm looking over there at that Pedicola's tap handle. Come on out there and have a beer with us, have some wings. Let's have a good old time on a Thursday, baby. Unfortunately, uh, some, some, some bad news today as we start our day finding out that Errol Spence Jr. is seriously injured in a car crash here in Dallas. Uh, reportedly was driving a, a white Ferrari that ended up flipping. I've seen a picture of it, and it, it they, the I guess uh, eyewitness reports were that it flipped over end over end five times. Mm. He was thrown from the vehicle, which makes you think, okay, he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Um, and it was, it is one of those, you know, like there's no top on it really. You know what I mean? It's uh-huh. a Ferrari. It's like, the, I don't know what that thing's called. It's like spaceship. It's almost like T tops or whatever is right. what I would call it back in the day, but it's one piece that goes across the middle. It's not really a convertible, but it's basically a convertible. Um, and, uh, yeah, so maybe it is a convertible, but he was apparently not wearing a seatbelt. Uh, he is in the hospital. I believe he's in ICU is what they're saying. Now they're saying that he is, uh, supposed to survive, mm-hmm. but this, this happened at two fifty three AM in Dallas and he was, uh, apparently traveling at a high rate of speed. Is this, uh, I believe this area is down there by. They say Riverfront. It's 30 and uh, I believe it's Northridge. Yeah, Riverfront. Yeah, yeah. Riverfront, yes. okay. So I know the, exactly where that spot is. Yeah, that's yeah. right over there by Trinity Grove, right? Yeah. Um, which is not a good place. I mean, like there's ever a good place to be driving fast without your seatbelt. But that's. The uh, roads aren't good over there either. Man. There's potholes and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, he's, uh, he's certainly a local hero. So there's a lot of people that uh, are very disturbed by this news. Uh, I saw it this morning early, Ben. I saw KT tweet out a picture of it when it was just uh, a, pro- a high-profile local figure. Which my didn't even know who it was. Didn't yet. even know who it was at that point. My brain was racing when I yeah, saw that. That's, yeah, that, uh, that, yeah, that will make you think. And uh, Did you want to? Well, I saw, it at, I saw it at 5 a.m. this morning, and it was a tweet from Madison Sawyer, who works at CBS 11. And her tweet said a high-profile man. Hmm. And I'm immediately going, okay, well, whoever's in that Ferrari is dead because that car is totaled. And, you know, uh, and I just tweeted, whoa, a high-profile man, question mark. And then people started going, Sagan. 
Uh, oh my God! Yeah. So apparently he's got a white Ferrari like that. Right. Was, and I was like, okay, yeah. And the stars are back in town. Play Calgary tonight. Um. So I thought, oh man. So uh, and then when it came out, that it was Errol Spence. I mean, I was immediately thinking athlete. Yes. Um. But uh, I, I, I thank God that he's yeah. alive and and in ICU and. Uh, appears they're saying it's not life-threatening, yeah. but, man, if you look at the pictures of that car, looks, looks you're going, how in the hell would anyone survive that? Here's the update from uh, Premier Boxing uh, champion spokesperson Tim Smith. He said Errol was in an accident, and his parents are with him at the hospital. The doctors are monitoring his condition, but the injuries are not life-threatening. We'll have further updates as the doctors update his condition. We're all wishing the best for Errol. Um, the police report says the Ferrari, or I guess the police in their statement, uh, say that the Ferrari veered left over the center median oh. onto southbound lanes and flipped multiple times, ejecting the driver who was not wearing his seatbelt. Holy cow. God, you know, you never, I mean, we're totally speculating yeah. here, but it may be to his benefit that he was ejected early and not in there for several rolls. Yeah. Like you never know, yeah, you right? Never know. I'm visualizing that area. I mean, what they say, three in the morning or, or very yeah. late. At least it wasn't it. Now we're talking about a Wednesday night, but at least it wasn't at twelve thirty when there's, um, it's more Traffic. heavily trafficated, right? Uh, that's a tough story. We'll get we'll get uh, you updates as soon as we get them. Just wear your seatbelts. I I I do sometimes, man. Uh, I live right. I live in an apartment very close to where we're broadcasting at. I was pulling in. And I was like, I didn't have my seatbelt on. Yeah, and yeah. Like, just just have your seatbelt on. It's such an easy thing to do, and uh, I and I'm guilty of it, man. And sometimes I don't I don't wear it. I just like I yep. get in and I maybe. Uh, you're thinking about other things or whatever instead of just get in your car, grab the seatbelt, put it on. There's a reason. I'm guilty of it. For me, it's uh, my car is so freaking annoying if I don't have that seatbelt on. It's like, right. bing, 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 turn <laughs> yeah. your seatbelt on, put your seatbelt on, you idiot, bing, 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 bing. And it just goes, okay, okay. It's like a second wife. Yeah, it is. It very really much. Is. It's very much like that. <laughs> hey, um, I, I, I want to shift gears here because I'm seeing some what I think is breaking local sports news. Okay, yeah. I, and I'd like to put someone on our show on trial, if you guys don't mind. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. Twitter. Can I do the breaking news sponsor? Uh, you know what? Go ahead. It's brought to you by the Radio.com app and Indeed.com slash hire. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. I mean, Indeed is going to like to mention they're going to question the validity of this breaking news. Here's a tweet from YG at Big Baller Jeremy 46 minutes ago. Do you know what's coming here, Ben? I do. After three years of pleading my case to be allowed into Ben Rogers Hoop Club, <laughs> I made my debut this morning and balled out. <laughs> All caps plot twist. Ben didn't show up. He obviously doesn't want this work. I like that. I like the arrogance. Um, so basically, this hoop club thing that I started many, many years ago, usually the number one rule of, of hoop club is you don't talk about yeah. hoop club. Oh, he's out now. Because the last thing you want is a bunch of uh, basketball riffraff showing up. Right. Like, hey, man, I'm wearing my jorts and my running shoes. I want to try basketball. Guys, can I get some running? It's a very elite VIP invite only type game. Because we don't want to get fouled by the guy in the UPS uniform that's just trying to get a little burn after work. Right. Um, it, and, and so it's very. there's six people on each team. Each team has one sub, two 45-minute halves. You run a scoreboard. It's at a private location. It's not open to the public. And, man, it's been a great game for many, many, many years. But there's a long waiting list to get in the game. For me, Skin, this is actually this is a result of our day part change. Oh, no. I'm having a real hard time with my basketball lifestyle in conjunction with the time that I need to get to the show mm -hmm. because I play early morning basketball. Right. 
And so it puts me out in rush hour traffic, which I was I had been avoiding for almost eight years. It turns out rush hour traffic really sucks. It's bad. I, I, I didn't want to break it to you in this way, but it is terrible. Most um, of my prep work from the show comes just going four miles an hour on the tollway now. Oh, and just no. listening to Sean and RJ. So you're taking a lot of calls? Yeah. Uh, so basically, I, I, I hoop on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Okay. And so I was... Today I was like I can't do it. Like yesterday I got to I couldn't even take a shower before the show. Right. I was stuck in traffic so bad. I'm like I just got to do the show in my basketball gear. Right. It just sucks. Which also there was a game that broke out in the eleven o'clock hour and you were ready to go. And I was so ready to was go nice. immediately. Huh. That was a benefit. And, but so basically I gave up my private reserve spot because once I did you give it up to Big Dong yes, Jeremy? Yes, oh. I gave it up to Big Dong Jeremy. Okay. Did he uh, bring any G bag flags? Well, I don't know if he did, but I basically had to say, "Hey, listen, guys, I can't play tomorrow. This is killing my schedule. I'm going to actually try to get some sleep, right, and uh, get to the show in a timely manner." That all failed as I was I was stuck in rush hour traffic <laughs> for for a long time. But but anyways, um, we need he, traffic updates from you by the way every morning. He played for me. He subbed for me. I gave okay. him my spot, and so I couldn't I couldn't tell the guys in, that you know run the game now. Hey, I'm not going to be there because it would have screwed the game. I said I'm not going to be there, but I got a replacement. Got a so guy. I gave him my spot. It wasn't that I I wanted to avoid his quote unquote work. Oh, I, I do think. like the idea that you didn't want his work. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. That is. Pretty good. The most right. big Dong Jeremy quote of all right. time. And it's, you know, Dong size replacement that's about the same. is really important. Right. It's did, really so, important. did you get any feedback from anybody? Did he give yeah. everybody some work? So, uh, <laughs> I did get the scouting report on him. What I was told was that he played very well. Uh-huh. That in, And basically, to get him in the game, they quizzed me a lot because they set up the teams the night before. Right. And so, they didn't know him, so they're like, give me a scouting report on him. And I was like, well, skin... Gave me a scouting report. So uh-huh. what is your scouting report and wh- how you saw him? Okay, so when we were at the last anniversary at Texas Live, they had a basketball goal out there. And remember, Ben, it was me and you in a shooting contest with some Tolos. Yeah. Remember we Dude, were, you were great. You were on fire. We were, well, it was, it was a good afternoon. I thought I was on fire. And then I started having a shooting contest with Big Dong Jeremy. And, dude, he smoked me. And KT was actually standing there, and I've told KT this book. I said, dude, usually I can outshoot most random Joes that walk up. I was like, I couldn't hang. He was draining everything, and he was draining from about 30-something. Like, he <laughs> was bombing. And I was going, and it wasn't just, you can tell by a guy's form, if a guy is lucky a couple times, I was like, dude, this is how he shoots. Yeah. And so I thought he was definitely of the Steph Curry generation, just these guys that bomb from the timeline. So I don't know if he plays defense. I don't know what his passing is like. I don't know what his handles are like. Yeah. But I can tell you he can stroke the rock. I'll read you what the scanner report that I got, Brett, okay. that I got back. Okay. Um, hey, crazy small world. Jeremy played in our game before on a different day. Hooped with him many times. Good dude, good player. All right. And I said, okay, how good? And the response was he's the Diet Coke version of Tim. Tim is a big-time scorer in our game. Oh, okay. So he's slightly less – and I was like, oh, okay. So he has less calories. He said he's a <laughs> really good shooter. Yes. And a good ball handler. He responded with absolutely dead nuts, lights-out shooter. Yeah. Skins, he, he said, skin scouting report is accurate. Okay, good. So he did. He now, did give, give everyone that work, apparently. Now, by him saying that, I can tell uh, Big Dunk Jeremy didn't defend anyone all day long. <laughs> But I, I was confident that he was that kind of a shooter. So I like hearing that. Uh, so if we if we ever do get this fan team up and running, we know that yep. we got a gunner. No doubt. Which okay. Is what we need. So last night, uh, Major League Baseball happened. Uh, there was Major League Baseball playoffs are going down, and the, the overnight TV ratings aren't don't come out till eleven o'clock nowadays. Okay. 
But I'm super curious to find out what did better TV ratings last night in DFW, MLB playoffs, or Dallas Mavericks preseason basketball. And I'd be willing to bet the house, don't take me up on this, that the Mavs got better ratings than the MLB playoffs because it was the debut of Porzingis and Luka playing together, and it was magnificent. So aside from our own excitement over this, I would think a good indication as to what you're saying is the fact that the Mavericks drew 8,500 for a 20-minute exhibition scrimmage opposite NFL Sunday. <laughs> like it was going head-to-head with all the noon games. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think is a bigger draw in Dallas, your typical NFL game or MLB playoffs with the Cardinals and the Braves? NFL. NFL. So I'm just saying people left their house to go watch an exhibition scrimmage instead of stay home on a Sunday and watch NFL games. So based on that, I think you're right. I think that I bet these ratings are at least comparable. Uh, and the game, the game, the, so the Maverick game started at six. By that time, you had ten zip or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so I yeah. would think at least for the first half of the Maverick game, I bet it outdid the Major League playoffs. I got right? home from the happy hour last night, the Cowboy happy hour at eight thirty. How'd that go? Uh, it was good. Good. Rayfield Wright's a beast. Uh, How do you mean? Eight thirty. I was home. He's just a hall of he famer. He just blew through that question. Yeah. Your follow up yeah. got no work. No, well, no, no. <laughs> so I got home at eight thirty, and that game was in the fifth inning. Okay. So Dodgers and uh, uh, Nationals have barely been. I mean, it half, was halfway through. I call them the Nats. It's like that game started at seven. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, so by the time Mavs were over, you could flip on over and see Clayton, Ker- uh, Clayton Kershaw melt down. Yeah. I, I think that by the time the Mavs subbed in Antonio's, Cle- Antonio's Cleveland, everyone said, oh, okay, so they're done with this game. I'm going to see what's happening with the Major League playoffs. Uh, dude, I, yeah. But, man. Did you like that first couple minutes of that Mavs oh game? Oh, my God. It is so much fun watching Luka and Porzingis play out there. And I've never seen a player – I've never seen a player like Porzingis. I don't know who to compare him to because he's so freaking big. He was he was again crossing people up at seven foot three and hitting threes, bombing threes. They had an awesome kind of alley oop at one point, which you know seven. I mean, look at look at Boban. Mm-hmm. That's what seven foot three guys move like. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're supposed to move like, and he right. moves really good for a seven foot three guy. Look how Mejri used to move around as an right. athlete. By the way, Mejri just signed with Real Madrid. If you guys are excited about I that, I saw news. that big press conference and everything. I'm like, damn, think hard times for you guys. You're having a big press conference for that. The Tunisian son returns, but yeah, we'll get back into it later in the presentation, twelve forty. Uh, but coming up next, let's turn our attention to Dallas Cowboys football. What happens if they lose to the Jets? We'll have that discussion next. Live from Pluckers in Dallas, we're also giving away $1,000 every hour on the show today, but you cannot win unless you're listening. We might do it during a commercial break. We might do it at the beginning of a segment or the end of a segment. Your chance to win only happens if you are listening to the Ben and Skin Show. Live from Pluckers in Dallas today, come see us and hang on 105.3 The Fan. Man, I'm excited about this Cowboys-Jets game. I feel like the intrigue is building by the moment. Not that the Cowboys shouldn't be able to handle the Jets. They should easily be able to handle the Jets. But just because, what if they don't? We're going to have that discussion now live from Pluckers in Dallas. Come join us, man. We're going to have lunch here today. We'd love for you to come have lunch. We can... Take some pics and meet you during commercial breaks, and thank you for being a loyal supporter of what we do here and means the world to us. So come bring your whole office, bring your friends, come have a, a lunch date with the Ben and Skin Show at one at uh, Pluckers in Dallas. Have you guys figured out what you're going to order today for lunch? 
Man, I, so I've kind of settled into this new routine when it's lunch. I don't do this at dinner, but I've been getting that uh, grilled chicken garden salad with yep. uh, balsamic. Mm. Oh, it's so good. So generally I'll go for a little Larry Bird sandwich, but last time I took a little, uh, took a little flyer on the chicken nachos, replaced the basic uh, nacho like tortilla chip with the potato chips, oh. a Stephen Ray Rodriguez recommendation, Really, and it killed. It wow. killed the chicken. I got that. Well, got uh, kind of got a little uh, lemon pepper, uh, spicy lemon pepper on it. They yep. already drench it in some honey barbecue sauce. Oh, yep. that's good. God, that sounds delicious. Stephen Ray Rodriguez out here. Do we have G bag flags? We do have G bag flags. Thanks, the Jeremy. Tolo flag. Will is out here engineering. Going to be a fun show. Come join us at Pluckers in Dallas off of uh, Lovers and in uh, Greenville. You we'll have a good time out here. We'll we'll keep you updated on anything that breaks regarding Errol Spence Jr.'s car accident. Uh, again. Uh, we're being told that uh, it's not life-threatening injury, so that's really, really good news. And uh, But if anything happens, we'll get you that. Jason Garrett's press conference coming up momentarily. And don't forget, you can win $1,000 just by listening to our show. And right now, I'm not going to give you that chance to Do win 1000 But at some point in this hour and every hour, you'll have a chance, but you've got to listen. You never know when it's going to happen. Uh, looking at the Cowboys' situation facing the Jets, the Jets are 0-4. Uh, you just heard in the crosstalk with Sean and RJ and the Jets flagship radio station that nobody believes in the 0-4 Jets. They're, they're talking about it just being a dumpster fire. Adam Gase has crazy eyes. He's not going to last there very long. They're the 31st offense in points. They're last in the league in yards. They're last in pass yards. They're 30th in rushing yards. They're last in first downs. That's the offense the Cowboys are going against. Now, granted, they get their quarterback, Sam Darnold, back. Their defense is bad, too, 25th in points allowed. However, 12th in yards allowed, 21st in pass yards allowed, 7th in rush yards allowed, as you said yesterday, Skin. They've got a decent uh, rush defense, if you could call it that. And then Le'Veon Bell is still a little bit of a threat. Now, he hadn't had a 100-yard game. He's only averaging 2.9 yards per carry. That is a, a career low for him, but he's probably watching highlights of Aaron Jones thinking, good God, I'm going to eat uh, this Sunday against the Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys could be without Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins, which is problematic. Leighton Vander Esch missed practice with an illness. Uh, maybe Antoine Woods comes back and is the savior of the run defense. But this game sets up to where it's the Cowboys, if they are who we think they are and we think they're a good team, they should go beat the hell out of the Jets. But what if they don't? What if the Jets beat the Cowboys? Is Jason Garrett's job immediately in season in jeopardy? I, th I think it's in jeopardy. Could this be the rare game where if either team completely blows out the other one, the losing coach will get fired either way? Like, is Gase that close to losing his gig? No. I mean, you would think that they would just ride it out since they suck and don't want to pay anybody. There's no sense in double paying a coach when you're tanking. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think – I think I believe everything that the Joneses have said on our airwaves that – Jason Garrett is not in danger of losing his job right now. However, if they were to lose to the Jets, and, and it wasn't even a case of, oh, my God, the Jets have never played this well ever. I mean, I think we all assume that if the Cowboys lose this game, it's because they continue to play poorly or subparly. Then at that point, there's no doubt that there's conversations going on, right? Because, you know, you've talked about this a lot, Ben. One of the reasons that the Cowboys signed Zeke is because they thought they could win a Super Bowl this year. And so what would have happened to make them go, oh, we were wrong? 
they would still think that they've put the talent together to win the Super Bowl. If they're sitting there at three and three with a loss with three losses in a row and a loss to the Jets, they would be thinking of what is it going to take to resuscitate this season. And they may end up there because it's not like they got to eat money. I mean, his contract's up at the end of the year anyways. This is a pivotal game for Garrett for the simple standpoint of he's got to go out there and sort of reestablish that he actually is the right guy for this particular season. And don't you guys think they'll be focused and ready to go? I do. I think they're going to roll. I think they're going to roll. I think they should. The the one thing that, like, uh, you know, I don't want to draw too much out of locker room stuff, but the people that were in there, the way they were talking about the moods and behaviors of the players. And then, uh, you know, Ben and I were at this Travis Frederick event on Monday night, the charity event, so there was players there. And the way some of the players were talking, it was sort of like, man, I can't believe yesterday went down the way it went down. That simply can't happen again. Like, there was almost like this bucket of cold water thrown in the face kind of thing. Yeah. Not uh, not losing to the Packers, but being down 31-3 yeah. going, what the hell? Right. It's, uh, it's uh, as they like to call it, nut check time, right? Mm. This is identity time. This is let's go figure out who we are and if we're really going to do anything this season. And if the Cowboys go and lay an egg to the Jets, it's over uh, for Jason Garrett, in my opinion, uh, because that would just be the rock-bottom low. Now, I'm not saying the season's over by any means. Uh, the Cowboys were 3-5 and five last year and ended up you know, going to the playoffs. Um, it doesn't mean that the season's over, but it means that drastic measures need to be taken. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this. You can't just say, hey, get rid of the kicker. Maher sucks. Okay, well, who are you going to add? Right. You can't just say, oh, hell no, I'm not paying Dak. Tell him to take 22 or he's out of here. Okay, who are you going to replace him with? Right. And really the same thing goes for your head coach. It's not like there's all these badass coaches just sitting out there waiting to jump in. And the two coordinators on the Cowboys, they're, they're, they don't have big, bright, shiny stars right now. They've lost a little bit of luster here in the last couple of weeks. But the one thing I would say is if the Cowboys lose to the Jets, to salvage the season, it might take emotion to light a fire under their arse mm-hmm. more than anything. Mm-hmm. And Richard is that. He is a guy that will scream and get hyped and get fired up and maybe a change in that regard as opposed to the robotic thing, maybe – Maybe that would – I mean, you. It, there's no way the Cowboys, Jerry and company, are going to give up on this season. But if they lose to the Jets, it's chaos and panic time. It's time to be very concerned. Not the season's over, but what can you do to save the season? And that's why, to me, if they lose to the Jets, if I was in charge, I would fire Garrett. Do, do you know what uh, – you know, you're talking about the emotional aspect of it. Do you know what I think has really hurt this defense more than anything? I mean, aside from, hey, they need a better run-stop guy in the middle, is that their two most fiery defensive leaders have not been productive. Tank, because he's getting double-teamed and fighting through injuries, and Tyrone Crawford, because it's just nonstop injuries, he's not on the field. And so I'm, I'm thinking about that, Ben, from the standpoint of tone setter. And look. I thought Quinn's helped that. Uh, well, yeah, but I'm. But you guys have been around Quinn. That's like talking to wallpaper. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> right, I, mean, right. uh, I was talking about his play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, his play's been incredible. Yeah. I'm talking about when your two most fiery leaders are not being productive. I was thinking about what Tyrone Crawford said after that game. He was talking about whatever Garrett wants to do, we have his back, and he said it in this Tyrone Crawford way, and it makes you admire him and makes you admire Jason Garrett. But when your two most Fiery leaders are not off to that great start for whatever reasons that they are. I think it sets a tone. And you guys might think I'm on crack here. 
I stole this from one of our really good Tolos, K Wood. But I really think if you want to do something catalytic, go acquire Sue from the from the Tampa Bay. All right, I, I think I, that I, would be catalytic for this team. Okay, but at what cost? I'd like give a, up a second round pick for him. Two for him? Yes, I would. I can't do it. Whoa. I can't do that just because you are Whoa. about to have the most top heavy payroll on the planet. And you're going to have to utilize those draft picks to get quality starters that are point. key contributors I get that it. aren't making a lot of money. I get it. And, and, and to put it in perspective, if you want, okay, well, why would you do that? Well, the Rams did that because they thought they were going to win a Super Bowl. They got to a Super Bowl. They didn't win a Super Bowl. And then they let Sue go. I mean, it really is. It is a in, – in the case of where the Cowboys are, it's like a three-month plan. <laughs> it's a four-month plan if you go and get him. He's on a one-year – he signed a one-year deal with Tampa, didn't he? I yes. Don't, I don't think – yeah, it's like one at six. How much is it for? Something like that, yeah. Um, and, dude, I, I realize it goes against the grain of team building and some of those sorts of things, but I really think that it would be – a it would have a catalytic reverberation on this team because I don't think any of the three of us think that if they're healthy, this team has offensive problems, right? Mm-hmm. If they're healthy. If they're healthy, no. Okay. Um, I mean, for the most part, they don't. They don't. I mean, dudes, if they have – if the line is – even if it's compromised, but those guys are out there playing, and you have Zeke and Cooper and Gallup and Cobb and Jarl, you're moving the damn football. Yeah. The offense is not your problem. And so right now, even defensively, I just think having a guy like Sue would be freaking incredible. And the way the Cowboys play, he would be playing half of a game. And so he would be fresh. Do you realize how much that free up Malik Collins – Malik Collins needs to be better, too. It would be on, dudes. It would be really, really on. This is kind of where I'm at, and and, uh, every NFL team goes through uh, little phases year in and year out where maybe their offense had a let-up game or their defense had a let-up game. This is where the biggest thing that killed them the last two games was turnovers. There's not some constant trend of of them having a turnover problem. Mm -hmm. In fact, that's kind of new. Right. Okay. And the uh, Saints game, we came to work on Monday, and we are going, what the hell's going on with the offense? Well, at least the defense kept them in the game by holding them to field goals. And, yeah, they could have got off the field a few times, but, you know, they didn't give up a touchdown. You know, the offense is the reason we lost that game. Okay, the turnovers. And the Two offense. midfield And then fumbles. the Packers game, we went, holy crap, the defense sucks. What happened? Yeah. Uh, the offense is getting what they want. And I just don't see some trend where neither of the offense or defense is going to get better or – that's what they are. To me, the defense has shown that they're pretty good. They've shown that every once in a while there's a blinking red light going on and they have a bad game. Mm-hmm. They've shown that. But to me, it's not like some there's some identifiable trend with this team that says this is a bad team. Right. I agree. Because the turnovers are not some long-term thing. No, I agree with everything you're saying. So I agree. I agree. That's why I'm not really freaking out. And you'll go beat the teams. The, the things that, that make me nervous about playing the Jets is – you win the game and no one cares. Well, you're supposed to. Right. You lose the game and everyone burns the city down. Philadelphia is the pivot point of the season. Absolutely. Is. If you and, and this is what I was trying to say in our mix with G-Bag on Monday when Bassick was trying to t- burn down the world. And I get it. You're pissed when you're down 31-3 to the Packers. That's a game that we're all hyped up for. But you can be there like nine days later in that exact same spot after beating the Eagles at home and all that is dissipated. Yeah. You know, and, and this is – this is the reason there, – there's many reasons. We've gone over this ad nauseum, but that's why the NFL is the best sport. 
There is a week between every single war that is waged, and after every single war, you're assessing the damages, and you can totally turn it back around. I, I would love to go back and listen to our shows after the Cowboys lost to the Titans last year. They oh, just yeah. traded a first-round pick for Amari Cooper. They it were 3-5. and five. We all thought it was the end of the world. And then, and then everything right. turned around on it did a complete 180 from that point on. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, there's, there's, there's parts of it that are intriguing to me. I'd love the idea of Sue being here. It's exactly what they need. But, I mean, they, I mean, he would be their three technique, right? And he could also be their one, I guess, a little. But they yeah. really kind of need a one and a three. They always roll two threes out. Uh, I can't tell you that I know he's been good. I, mean, uh, I don't know. I, yeah. I can I, assume what I think I know about him in the past, but I don't. Right. I don't know. I know he had that touchdown with the Rams, but like, I don't. You go look at his numbers. His numbers aren't blowing you up. But there's more to that than. But those, box yeah, score. defensive tackles' yeah. numbers aren't necessarily going to right. If you, I mean, if you take if you if it takes two interior linemen to block you, you're not going to put up a bunch of numbers. But you're suck, you know, sucking in all this other uh, sure. attention. I, I, I'll put it to you like this: what I saw from him with the Rams last year, I thought he was still really, really good. I did too. Now he's he playing next to Aaron Donald. But my whole point is that he he would play a specific role that would I think he would free up your linebackers. You know, you don't have that guy that's just collapsing the pocket. He doesn't even have to be incredible. All he has to do is be really good. Can, can I broaden it out? Though? Yeah, I mean because 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 yeah, sure. Sue's great, and I think that's the line of thinking. Look at all these teams who are tanking or be ready to get rid of some people. You talk about Geno Atkins. Geno Atkins comes to mind. Um, how many Gerald McCoy rumors have we had over the years? There's always there's one every year. I mean, he's a guy I might be interested in. He's missed a game, it looks like. Um, and the Panthers are still in it. The Panthers are not going to give up yet. But see, I, let's reassess Buc- that in three weeks. Gerald McCoy might be a guy that I'm interested in. What are the Bucks? What are the Bucks? Two and three. Does yeah. anybody know who the Bucks play on this weekend, or they have a bye week? Uh, the Bucks play. Um, if the Bucks fall to two and four, now we're you know. Yeah, we're probably moving towards. Hey, this guy might be available at the right price. Uh, the He's Bucks a one-year play. player. Yeah, like, do the Bucks think that they're w- Panthers? Panthers? Oh, dude, if the Bucks lose to the Panthers in division and fall to two and four, you don't think that they're sitting there reassessing their situation, going, "Man, do we need to be married to a veteran that's not going to be here next year?" Yeah, is Leonard Williams a guy who can also play? Or do they play a three-four with the Jets? So he's apparently available. So, he, he looks huge, but he's he's both right inside and outside. They play. They moved to a three-four, and they're with uh, Greg Williams is now their their uh, defensive coordinator. Uh, Quentin oh. Williams is uh, Leonard Williams is good. Leonard Williams is an awesome player. Quentin Williams is a guy who they drafted top five this year. He's been a little banged up. He did practice yesterday. It looks like he's going to play this week. Uh, so I mean, they've got bodies up the middle that could can make things difficult to run the ball. Well, I'm saying team. there's reports out oh, there. Trade Lin- him. Williams is oh, available. Yeah. Can you guys? Leonard run Williams out? is a much better player than any of the guys we were talking. Can about. you guys run out to the star right quick and ask Jason Garrett? Any of these questions you guys are interested? Yeah, I don't let's think I'm see what time to get up. There. Right, let's, uh, let's let's have fish ask. Let's get fish to okay, ask. Okay. Yep. Coming up next, we'll sick uh, one of our reporters on Jason Garrett to get to the bottom of this trade scenario we just concocted. It's the Ben and Skin Show live from Pluckers, uh, Lovers in Greenville, one hundred five three. The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law.